0: The Transport Workers Union Local 513 podcast with Second Vice President Brian Parker is online and streaming. Take it away, Brian. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the TWU Local 513 podcast. Joining me again today is President Greg Cozy. Thanks for joining us again today, Greg. Thank you for having me, Brian. Thank you. Absolutely. 2021 we've made it to november of 2021 that's a blessing in itself i know 2020 and 2021 been two tough years it's kind of all been a blur
1: yes it has they sort of blended in we're still feeling the effects of the pandemic not quite as much obviously as 2020 but we're feeling the ramifications of, of the pandemic for sure
0: yeah so a lot of things have happened just this year alone like i say 2021. The vaccine has come along. There's been mandates. There's, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff happening. You know, we're coming up on the holidays. Time to be thankful. Unfortunately, we've lost a lot of members this year.
1: Yes, you're right. For various reasons. Every union meeting, John Borges, our recording secretary, he does sort of a memorial, a moment of silence for the, the members that we lost that month. Every month, there are four or five, six members who've passed, whether they're retired members or current members. You know, it just seems as if the list continues to grow. To me, what it does is it shows just how fleeting life can be. I always say that our membership is a big family, Uh, sometimes dysfunctional, but it's our family. Whenever we lose a member, it touches everybody. So, yeah, 2021 has been a, a terrible year with respect to that.
0: But in years past, you know, it was usually the people who had been around for a long time, but we've lost a lot of young members.
1: Yes. Uh, and again, like I said, for various reasons, you know, whether it be natural causes, COVID, whatever the reason, death has no, no age requirement. So it's been pretty sad in 2021. You know, there's no death that goes above or below any other member's passing. But uh, it was really unfortunate when uh, we lost one of our own, one of our shop stewards. Uh, Steve Anderson was a tremendous uh, advocate for our members. His passing has touched a lot of people. We really miss him. We miss all of our members, but we really miss Steve's contributions to the local.
0: Yeah, he was uh, an adamant union activist. He was engaged. He would fight hard. He kind of wore his heart on his sleeve. And so he was, he was a good guy. And to your point, all members equally, you know, and we, we miss them all. But we had a lot more one-on-one interaction with yes. him. And, and so that was a tough one. You know, through the years, we've lost a lot of good brothers and sisters. Yes, we have. So here we are. Uh, We're very fortunate to be sitting here today. It's the month of thanks, so to speak. There's 12 months in a year, and we need to be thankful for all 12. It's the time to gather with your family. We've had union meetings, and we've got to gather with our work family, and and that's been a blessing. So talk a little bit about the meetings this month.
1: Last week was our last membership meeting for the year. Uh, We don't have membership meetings in December, and so we try to make the November meeting more of about a fellowship. Not just, you know, getting information about what's happening in the industry or the union. It's just an opportunity for our our members to sort of sit and have a really good meal and uh, just, you know, talk to one another and and socialize a little bit. 2021 has been a very challenging year in a lot of respects, but it's also been a good year. It's a kind of a year of recovery for our industry and, and hopefully for the country. We could spend a lot of time talking about the negatives and we will probably touch on them as we go through the podcast. but. The reality is our industry is bouncing back. We're not quite to the 2019 levels, but we are, as far as the travel is concerned, passengers are returning. There is some positives that we can view for 2021. As far as the membership meetings are concerned, I mean, it's always a great opportunity for us to pass information on to our members. And again, fellowship. You know, it's very important, I think, sometimes that I always say that our union hall is a, is a second home and it's a place where you can come and let your hair down and be yourself and gather amongst, you know, union sisters and brothers. And so, every time we have an opportunity to to gather, it's a good thing.
0: Yes it is. And you mentioned negatives and positives. Obviously, you know, we could sit here and talk all day, you know, about things that went wrong within the local or you know whatever with the company. Let's get past the negative. We talk about negatives all day. I mean, that's what we do. Let's talk about the positives. Let's talk about the future. One thing is is We've seen a lot of our members go into retirement, and hopefully they have a healthy and happy retirement. But we've also onboarded a lot of new members.
1: Absolutely, yes, we have. You know, again, we, we always pay homage to those who came before us, and we appreciate the, the efforts and the hard work, dedication that our members possess and have done over the years. And we say, you know, a big tribute to those who have, you know, decided to retire. And so we hope that they transition through that second or third phase of their life in good health and spirits but you're right we've added quite a few new hires we have an opportunity to speak to the new hire classes as they onboard it's kind of refreshing to see some of the younger fresher faces people who are eager and new to the industry and more importantly to try to you know get them immersed in what being a a good union sister and brother is about Uh, but yes we've we've onboarded quite a few new members and it's really good to see them when they come to the union meetings they get a chance to see what uh, what a union meeting is all about, and we swear them in. And we hope that that's part of the cycle in which they, they feel like they're part of a, a bigger unit.
0: Yeah, it's good to see them come in. I noticed you know, at the past meetings, they come in eyes wide open. You know, they're engaging. They're asking questions. They're paying attention, so it's good to see that. And as we're talking about onboarding new members and our members retiring and moving on into, hopefully, like I say, a, a very safe and happy retirement, which they've certainly earned, I want to pay recognition to a certain eboard member, John Borges. John is the one that helps, I mean, tirelessly helps our members every day. He goes way above and beyond to help the retirees. And he's at the forefront when we meet with the new ones, bringing them in. And he's probably the closest to retirement.
1: Yeah, he is. Of our board. So John is an encyclopedia, a wealth of knowledge and a wonderful spirit. And you're right. It's kind of it's interesting because he sees the life cycle of a fleet service clerk. He sees the life cycle of a member. You're right. He is one of the first people that the new employees the new members meet. He's very engaging when he meets them. And then he's the one that sits with the majority of our members who are on the back end of their careers and are looking to retire. And they need assistance in making that transition. And John is remarkable in the work that he does in in both areas. He's a fantastic, fantastic advocate for our members. And uh, again, like I said, he's an encyclopedia, a wealth of knowledge. And the most important thing is he is very generous in sharing what he knows. Can we talk about what a pain in the ass he is at times? Uh, yeah, we could do that. We could, we could spend the rest of the podcast doing that. But the reality is, John is an essential part of our local, and uh, we couldn't do what we do without his support and without his assistance.
0: Yeah, no, we love John, and he does great work. That's why I wanted to mention him. You know, I'd be remiss if I just mentioned him and didn't mention some of the others. As a board, I'll just tell you, I'm truly honored to be able to sit with the board that I sit with and
1: represent these members. I'm more than honored to be president and be part of you guys. The biggest tribute, however, is for our membership. I say it constantly, and I never waver from it. We have the best members in the system, uh, the most passionate. You know, we run the spectrum, but our guys are, are fearless workers. We are very dedicated to getting the job done. We want to do it right. But more importantly, we look out for each other. To me, 513, our membership, it's really the epitome of what unionism should be. We can be very critical of one another, and that's fine. I think there's an old saying about iron sharpening iron. Well, our members keep us on our toes, and we appreciate it. Like I say, you know, and I'll consistently say it, we have the best membership in the system.
0: I couldn't disagree, you know, and I always kind of use us as the accountability department. You know, our members hold us accountable, and they do, and they should, and then we hold The company is accountable. We may be the middleman, but we're nothing without the members that we represent.
1: The union and the the officers of the union are really the voice of the people, voice of the membership. And I always say that the union is the conscience of the company. The union has a double responsibility. We govern the contractual relationship between our members and whichever management team that we have that contract with, whether it be American Airlines Ally, Aviation. But more importantly, we actually act as their conscience. Big companies like American Airlines and like Allied Aviation, a lot of times they lose sight of the fact that there are human beings who work for them. And the, the fact that they are human beings, there are all types of situations, problems, circumstances that happen. You know, we all know that big business is all about money. With us having that contractual relationship, that's what centers our responsibilities but more importantly, you know, when it comes to the human factor, I think that we, we must advocate, and I say must, we must advocate on behalf of our members with all aspects. And so one of the things that American Airlines used to do years ago was they would emphasize the quality of work life. And I think over the years, they have let that pass. And so one of the responsibilities of, of the union, particularly this local, is that we must be cognizant of, it, and we must remind management of the fact that they have a responsibility to have a good quality work life for each and every one of our members.
0: And that's been a battle just laid on the table the past couple of years to try to help maintain that. And it hasn't come quick enough and it's a daily challenge, but to the credit of your leadership, we've made great strides in that area as well.
1: Well, thank you. One of the excuses that they've used in the past 18 months obviously has been the pandemic. It's been tremendous challenge to try to force management to ensure the safety of our members through this pandemic. A lot of times the parameters of safety have kind of shifted as uh, more knowledge has been available to us about the coronavirus and everything else. But the reality is all of the things that we were able to accomplish in 2020 with regards to safety didn't come because of the benevolency of the company. It came because we pushed them to do those things, to do the right thing by the member. And so sometimes, you know, those things kind of get lost, but but the reality is that's part of what we do. It is not an easy thing. It is a a task that it is daily, and it comes in different forms. So uh, one of the things that we really faced at the end of 2020, beginning of 2021, was about dynamic staffing. And when we talked about it before, you know, obviously we had our, our concerns and we thought that it should transpire in a different way. We reached out to senior leadership on many occasions, and a lot of times it fell on deaf ears. And one of the successes from, for 2021, in my opinion, was that we finally got senior leadership to listen to us, to listen to the voice of our members and say, hey, we have to do something different with respect to dynamic staffing. And so over the course of this year, we've seen that the movement has slowed down. We've seen that it's starting to make better sense and better sense from a business perspective and better sense for our members. And so we now have somewhat of a relationship with senior leadership. It's certainly better than it was from 2019 and 2020. And we're engaged in conversations to make it a better work environment for everybody. Yeah, it's it's a it's a constant battle.
0: Yeah, so we talk about the pandemic. It's been just sheer hell. I mean, there's no better way to describe it on what it's happened to the industry, the impact it's had on our members. But let's back up to 9-11. Back when nine eleven happened, the airline or the airlines, I should say, kinda used that as the cure all for a lot of things that ailed the airline industry and things that Americans specifically wanted to do. So long past the actual event of September 11th. American, they were using that for any excuse they could to furlough members, to make operational changes to the 03 agreement. I shouldn't say the 03 agreement, the 03 contract that we ended up with, you know, we gave a lot back. And the airline's trying to use COVID as a cure all to get things they otherwise didn't get in contract negotiations and everything else. COVID has kind of been the same thing. So, they're taking a negative, what is a negative for all, and trying to use it as leverage against the frontline workers. I mean, uh, there's no better way to put it.
1: There's a lot of truth to that. Just to give a little context, in my opinion, uh, the 9 11 event, while it touched a tremendous amount of people and it changed the way we, we travel and the way we do our business in, in a lot of respects, there was a, a definite beginning and a definite end for its impact. And yeah, d- don't get me wrong, there were some things that have prevailed through it. For an example, the development of the TSA and how we traveled through the airport. But essentially, uh, 9-11 had an effect on us as a society here in America. And then we were able to rebound. COVID-19 obviously has an effect worldwide. And you're right, what did seem to happen in the beginning was that American Airlines, along with the industry itself, sort of used uh, COVID-19 as a cover to make those changes or attempt to make the changes that they, that they wanted to make. And in my opinion, should have tried to make in contract negotiations with respect to the unionized work groups. They were unsuccessful to make wholesale changes through the contract. And thankfully, through the efforts of the association and the TWU International, uh, various locals pushing back against operations throughout the system that, management was not able to make those changes. We've been very fortunate that we have some tremendous leaders around the system who are willing to fight and push back against the bosses at American Airlines. Some of those very drastic changes that they saw through the pandemic, they were not able to make. I think sometimes though we get confused, however, with the fact that we do have a a new joint CBA and there's a, a lot of heartburn and heartache going on with that with respect to those changes. So we're still fighting as, as with respect to those uh, to the contract interpretation.
0: Yeah, I agree. The one thing too, I think that some members lose sight of is, although we didn't get everything we want, which we never have, and I'm sure we would never will, we still have, without a doubt, the best agreement in the industry.
1: Yeah, we do. We do. Uh, even when we were trying to ratify the agreement, I uh, would tell our members uh, we didn't get everything we wanted, and we'll continue to fight uh to get what we we possibly can but we do uh we do still have the best uh, contract in the industry by far.
0: Yeah, and the goal is to make it better next time and better the next time. Absolutely. Okay, Greg, let's move past all the things that we've spoke about and before we go, is there any housekeeping items, anything specific to the operation or to the membership that you want to get out before we end the podcast?
1: Well, yeah, you touched on it earlier, you know, this is a time of thanks. I've said this in the October membership meetings, and I'll continue to say it. Uh, The past 18 months have had a tremendous impact on everybody. And for myself, I believe that I am more grateful now than I've ever been, not just for my membership, for my board, but for my life. I'll share something. Early part of this year, I had COVID. I'm not ashamed to say that it affected me physically and somewhat spiritually. I don't know I know we don't necessarily want to speak on a religious terms but it helped me become closer to God and it helped me realize my mortality and for me it it brought me a greater focus on the fact that the relationships that I have with people are super important and so I'm thankful I'm thankful for every day I didn't have it as bad as other people had it but I had it bad enough and uh, again I'm extremely thankful for the blessings that I have. And the blessings include being president of this local. The blessings include, you know, being able to have the conversations with our members and being able to interact with them and just being a part of it. We get so caught up in the everyday items and issues, but it's a blessing. I think sometimes we lose sight of the fact we still have a decent employment, uh, good health care and benefits through our contract that was hard fought for. And more importantly, we have those relationships with those folks that we work with. We have our families. And so, especially this time of year, I just, I just think that everybody should take a pause for a moment and uh, do a checklist and think about the things that they're actually thankful for and be resolved in the fact that you should give them that glory. So uh, hopefully, again, I can't stress enough what an honor it is to be president of this local and uh, to be around our members.
0: Yeah. And if I may, I'd like to piggyback on that. I'm quote unquote, the host of this podcast. I try more to uh, help deliver the message rather than be the message, but I concur with everything you've said. Although I personally did not get COVID, my wife did and, and she was one of the very lucky ones. She was sick, but she wasn't sick for a very long period of time. And she's recovered and no after effects, so to speak of it. Uh, But I've looked at my brothers and sisters and family and it's everywhere on the news. A lot of people have been very sick. Again, I've been very fortunate. But the one thing that, uh, that I can say and wholeheartedly agree with what you've said, I'm blessed and I'm thankful for everything I have. I never once dread coming to work. I love the members that we represent. Some of them you You just want to be around them because, you know, they bring you great joy. It's good to, like I say, at the membership meetings to see faces. But a few days ago with Anthony Hardy, one of our stewards, he came by, you know, we were having a good conversation. And it was just one of those heart-to-heart talks. And, you know, we need that. You know, it kind of grounds you. But basically it was just the message that, you know, that, that we're blessed for what we have. And, you know, we deal with negatives all day. I mean, our members call and they call when they have problems and we help them through that. And it's, it's good to be able to help people. But you really have to sometimes just stop and look in the mirror and say, you know, you're very blessed. And I feel that way. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for the, uh, you know, the brothers and sisters I work with in representation. And I'm certainly thankful for the membership that we represent.
1: We're very lucky to have you not only as a coworker, but as a good friend. Speaking uh, from a, a different perspective, I look forward to 2022. I think we have some really good things happening for us in 2022. So uh, thankful for today and uh, very, very, very uh, hopeful for the future.
0: So we're kind of finished on the theme of count your blessings. I love that. Uh, we have many. We're always going to have struggles in life and struggles at work, and we will continue to take those head on collectively as brothers and sisters. Just know that we're in your corner. I personally want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. I don't know if we will have another podcast before the end of the year. If we don't, obviously, happy holidays. We will try to get something put together in December. But if we don't, sometimes it's hard to get these, get everybody together and get a show put together. Uh, but anyway, everybody have a safe and happy Thanksgiving. All right, Greg, it's been great talking to you. As always, it's good to get a podcast together. Before we go, you got any special wishes for the holidays from the members?
1: Absolutely. We want everybody to be safe. We want everybody to have a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. Just take care of each other out there.
0: I couldn't say it any better. Thanks to everybody for listening. And uh, join us again for the next TWU Local 513 podcast. Be safe. For questions and comments about today's podcast, please email podcast at twulocal513.org. For more information about TWU Local 513, please visit www.TWULocal513.org. Music licensed by Pond5. Today's podcast was produced, engineered, and edited by Tommy Engel.